Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews, insights, project management, leadership trainings and lessons learned from the field of healthcare to improve the delivery of your projects and business performance. Hi, welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, and I hope you are well. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Gary Hughes. Gary Hughes is a practice manager, and Gary's been on the show before. He features on episode two, so please go back and check that out if you haven't already. And he gives us a behind-the-scenes look at his role as a practice manager and the opportunities for growth and some of the challenges he faces he shared with us, and it has been a really popular episode. Gary has kindly come back on because Gary's writing a book titled Leadership in Practice, which is going to be published in February. He's published this book, which started off as a series of LinkedIn posts, and it's gained loads of traction. He's gained a huge following, and he's coming on to tell us all about it. And I've kindly been asked to write the forward for the book, which is a huge deal for me. I was really excited. And how I have been using the book already, because obviously I've got my um, copy hot off the press, is that every day I just flick through the pages and no matter where I land on, the post just speaks to me. Gary is a leader in a practice, but the book is applicable for those working in a healthcare setting, for those in a leadership role, for those who need a bit of inspiration, for those that need a bit of motivation, if for those of you that want to be able to read a book where you're like, that person gets me, that person understands what I'm going through on a day-to-day basis. He talks about leadership, he talks about management, he talks about culture. Um, Some of the posts are quite funny and lighthearted. In the book, he talks about resilience and teamwork, setting the tone and vision and culture and just productivity. It is your one-stop shop for leadership and it's quite practical. There are some practical things that you'll take away and think, I could do that and I could do that, I could do that now. He also shares um, his goals for his practice over the next 12 months, which involves using volunteers. He's just hired a new compliance manager. I also asked Gary to share his goals for the next 12 months in relation to his practice and they have recently recruited a compliance manager. They're recruiting a second paramedic and they're also growing a team of volunteers. So he's going to be he's going to be busy. So I know you're going to love this interview. Please like and share. And if you are specifically in the field of healthcare and you're in a leadership and management position, you need this book. And as soon as I get the link, I will share it with you all. Um, so enjoy and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, coming back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. It's an absolute pleasure, you know, and I'm sort of flattered to be invited back, I think. Absolutely. You are you are my first repeating guest. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Really pleased. So when you came on to the podcast um, the first time, you shared kind of a bit of a behind the scenes of kind of your role um, as a practice manager. And I wanted to ask, when thinking about um, 2019, we're recording this in January and it'll go out January, um, February. What has been the biggest lesson that you have learned in 2019 that you're bringing into this year? I think there's there's quite a few things um, that I've learned, and uh, you know it's always something I always try and do and reflect back um, 
because sometimes you you know you can be a bit down you need to reflect back think your achievements and what you've you know succeeded on sometimes it's about reflecting back and see okay well this is you know um where i needed to improve i didn't uh, do so well so i think there's there's been a few things that um i've reflected on um i think sometimes if you're as a practice manager you are the leader in the practice i think you have to sometimes accept that it's down to you it's it, you know things are not going to happen unless you make them happen you, know, you can't wait for the partners or the ccgs or others um you know it, it's down to you to make it happen so i think you know there were certain things for us this year that i had to get on and do it it wasn't going to happen otherwise um and I, I think also again i would say to practice managers in that situation don't be afraid to step up you know you practice managers they do have natural leadership skills so i think you know absolutely don't be afraid step up um you know and take that lead role um i i also found i think for this year that it, there was it's been a challenging year it's been a busy year and i think there's a realization that i need help too what sort of help okay so i, I um workload's getting so challenging it is difficult to 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 juggle all the balls and you know keep everything running so it, a lot of it is about just someone taking that workload. Now, I do training practice visits uh, for part of the deanery. And I, I, I saw through the year that there were, of the larger practices, there were more and more practice managers having PA roles. Um, just someone to help, um, you know, them tackle that workload. Um, or if they didn't have a P role, they would have a bit, bit, uh, busier and bigger management structure in the practice uh, you know, the traditional practice manager or maybe practice manager and assistant practice manager, they'd be adding that up with, you know, ops managers, finance managers, IT managers, whatever. But it, it, it struck me, bigger practices that were doing that. And um, so I, I spent some time, second half of the year, reflecting on that, um, needed some help, said to the partners, I need some help as well. I've got, you know, a supportive bunch. And they said, well, what do you need? Um, and I said, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to have a think about it. Because it would have been easy to jump in and say, I'll have a PA. I said I'm going to think about it, and I've de- we've decided, or I decided, we're getting a compliance lead. Okay. A little bit different from practices, but it's you know all the stuff to do with CQC, health and safety, information governance, all of the regulation uh, side of things, which seems to be growing. It's uh, a part that I don't enjoy, and because I don't enjoy, I'm probably not as good as I should be at it. So we uh, we interview on Monday. Excellent. Is that a full time post? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with three days a week, about twenty to twenty five hours. Uh, and in, interestingly, I announced this to the practice locally uh, when I worked. Well, it's probably about October time, I think it was. And one of them has already jumped the gun and has got one in place. They thought, great idea, and they've done it. Excellent. So, yeah. so I'm that's I felt a better than a uh, um, personal assistant for me, uh, and it's you know it's better for the practice. So that was another one. I need help too. And the other thing I learned was you need to leave space and time and energy for the things outside work. Yeah. Whether it's your hobbies, your interests, your family, you know, you don't think it's going to do you good if you just get burnt out and buried under work. You need to also leave space and time for that. Possibly I've not done as much of that as I should have done. So, yeah, so some things I learned absolutely this year. And I couldn't, I can't have you on and not talk about the thing that we talk about all the time, and that is primary care networks. Yeah, absolutely. When thinking about last year, what lessons have you learned around the kind of creation of primary care networks? And if you were going to do it again, 
what would you do differently? More emphasis on the vision and the leadership. I think, uh, you know, with our network, and you hear this so many other people that are involved in networks in you know support um, like yourself, they the the vision and the leadership is so important. Um, and I think for us, um, I don't think we put enough emphasis on having either of those. Uh, I think we're trying to address it it now, but it's meant that we've got off to a slow start. Um, so yeah, I think you know they would be the lessons. I think right at the beginning, set out your vision, make sure you've got the strong leadership in place, and it may not be the clinical director, it may not be a single person, but just making sure you've got the leadership in place. So I think that's the lessons I've learned from our network. And you know, if I was starting again, I'd be saying address that, or if I was supporting the network, I'd be saying that's got to be right at the start addressing those. Why do you think people skip over the vision? I, I think, well, to me, I think if it for GPs, it's not something, it's not their world. It's not something that comes naturally to them. Um, you know, and it, it's, so I think they don't see it as something that's necessary, that's obvious. They haven't got the skill to facilitate a meeting to create that. You know, they need, need people like yourself to, you know, to come in and help that. So I, th- I think that's why they don't. I mean, anybody who's running a business or an organisation, you know, would see absolutely, we, got, we need to know where we're going. But yeah, I think I think that's why, and I think I think NHS England, I think they've you know missed a bit of a trick saying the clinical leaders are go- going to be you know leading this. I'm sure the really smart networks with the really smart clinical directors are either getting it or they're listening to their PM leads on it. So, what are your practice? What are your practice goals for? What is your vision for your practice over the next twelve months? Well, we, there's certain things that we want to. Um, make sure we get right for this this next year or, or you know certainly and uh, build on um we want to improve our multidisciplinary team in the practice now we all through last year we had a paramedic and a clinical pharmacist the paramedic we employed full-time in july 2018 so we have had her for a while and the pharmacist came via the nhs england schemes and via our federation and it's worked really well for us so we uh, recruit, we decided last year we would have a second paramedic. It's working so well. So we, uh, she started with us on January the 2nd. Oh. Um, we have, through our network, got the social prescribers um, coming. So we want to build that multidisciplinary team. And we've t- changed how we do our uh, telephone triage, our doctor system in the practice and, and incorporating them, uh, the, the paramedics. And we've got a, a nurse prescriber as well. Um, incorporating them uh, a bit more um, the other side of things we took the decision at the end of towards the end of last year that we should be embracing volunteers okay. it's something I wrote about in the practice um, and so we had the idea yeah we should embrace volunteers didn't really know where to go with it too much uh, other than you know whether it be useful in the waiting room uh, you know telling people how to check in you're running late things like that but then I looked at practices like Bromley by Bow and is it Orderly Village and get us up north and the, their models and there is so much volunteers can do. So we started, uh, we have a local health makers scheme where it's all about self-care and volunteers. We started a pilot with them that we've now finished and we have our own Waterfield health makers team of four. Mm-hmm. We're going to be building on that and building up a, a volunteer arm to our practice is, is one of the things that we want to, to do. Uh, the, then others are, I want to develop this client compliance lead role. 
to improve our, our regu regulation um, management and our quality um, and to give me some time back. Um, and the other one, um, maybe a little bit interestingly, I want to develop some leadership in our partnership team. Um, I think our partnership team is a really good partnership team, but I don't think there's a great uh, deal of leadership necessarily. It tends to come from me, but I think there needs to be some leadership from them. Um, this is going to be contentious if they're going to leave. I'm going to be telling them later anyway. So, but they they need you know need to. I have some great people, but they may they just need to be maybe a little bit more leadership from the partnership team as well. So I'm, I aim to develop that, facilitate that bit of manipulation, and you know we'll get that working. So they're they're, they're the goals for the practice. I think when it comes to leadership, I mean we all need it all the time. You always always want to improve. So I think that's good. So one of the reasons. I could talk to you all the day, but one of the reasons why I wanted to get you back on is because you've got another big personal goal. Well, I suppose it's a oh, personal yes. and professional goal that you have yeah. been working on. You are going to be releasing a book this year. Yeah, absolutely. Leadership in Practice. Yeah. And my guess, if you can hear some rustling of paper, I do have oh. to show you, Gary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got that as well. Fantastic. Okay. I printed it off. Brilliant. Half the press. It's the same. <laughs> Um, it's absolutely fantastic. So the book is called Leadership and Practice. Yes. Um, what inspired you to write it? Okay, so July 2017 it started. Um, and if, if I recall, um, I just thought I've got something to say to practice managers. I like writing. I'll put a post on LinkedIn. Um, I, I think I might have even been on holiday at the time or about to go on holiday. Um, I did that. I liked it. I thought the next week I thought I'm going to do another. And I was quite pleased that I was going to get, I was getting some positive feedback. Um, so I thought I'm going to carry on with this. So I carried on doing one a year, all things business management and leadership in the context. One a year, one a, one a week. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Yeah, one a week. Uh, so I, um, all things business management and leadership in the context of general practice and primary care, I suppose a little bit. Um, and yeah, so I've kept it up. So July 2017, I just posted number 100. So I've had some breaks. I took a little bit of a break over Christmas. Um, so yeah, I've just posted number 100. Uh, the book will be uh, 52. So I've decided to do this first edition as a year. Um, and there's a, I've just done number 100. So there's a second edition. It'll be later on in the year as well. Excellent. And it's, of course, first bombs for hopefully over the <laughs> So that's that's the plan yes so so that's why i did it i've got felt i had something to say i enjoy writing and you know yeah what sort of feedback have you did you get on your linkedin articles you measure measuring the sort of feedback i mean you, it's certainly through um the views that you look at you know the number of views i'm just reaching for actually some feedback that i have there you are. you you, reach, you look at the number of views and you can see the certain themes that people like um, you, you you bring up you actually get a sort of definitely a bit of a following. I mean, you've been fantastic. You know, you've liked so many and commented on so many and supported it all, and you know, helping promoting in this way. But um, I'm just I'll read you a few of the comments actually that uh, I'm sort of going to put on the back of the uh, book. There's one I wrote about collaboration and how you should start it the right way, and it talks about the vision. Um, and, you know, somebody commented vision and those that believe in it and aren't afraid to say so publicly and to others is vital. Absolutely. Great post. One I wrote about at the start of a year, setting the tone. So all about the goals and things. 
great post as always, Gary. It's the making it achievable bit and taking a step back that resonate the most. The best way is how you've described it. Um, and then I another that uh, um, I've talked about the practice manager of the future and how we've got to get involved in more things leadership. Uh, I agree we are already seeing the more courageous practices moving in this direction. Leadership, strategic planning through collaboration can offer sustainability in general practice. Um, and I'll just read you one more, if I may, because you yeah. might recognise this one. I love this. And whilst I'm not a practice manager, I do work within primary care and the same principles apply. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> so they're the sorts of comments, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. Absolutely great. I think what's so nice about them and it's interesting. So I was looking through it and something happened um, this week and your post on get over your bumps. So work doesn't always go smoothly and to think the road will be easy is unrealistic. It's better to expect bumps along the way and be ready and prepared to overcome them. Resilience is an important skill. So when setbacks happen, you're able to maintain a perspective, focus and motivation. And I just think when this book, I've got like the paper copy, once the book actually comes out, I just it's going to be on my desk and it's one of those books where I you don't need to read it kind of back to front like a storybook but I honestly think you could just literally flip it open and no matter what page you land on you, you'd be able to take something from it and that that's how I feel I think I think it's going to be one of those dip in and dip out books yeah there'll be something um you know I, I think they're they're short small tools and ideas and thoughts sometimes a little bit uh, humorous or, um, you know, contentious, but hopefully a lot of them really, really useful that, yeah, you dip in and dip out and you can reflect on it and use it, maybe adjust a little bit, but that's exactly how I see it, Tara, yeah. So you're a practice manager. I take it the book is for practice managers, but have have you got a wider vision? Who else do you see reading this book? Okay. I, I see the book as being for any leader in general practice, and I suppose wider primary care as well, um, it more it's going to be more for practice managers because I, I personally believe that, you know, the real leaders in general practice are practice managers, and that's the dedication in the book is, is for the real leaders in general practice. So I think mainly practice managers, but the wider, the wider leaders, I think it, it's going to be who it's for, and I hope who will be reading it. And what do you hope to achieve? Um... I hope it's going to be useful uh, for practice managers. I hope they will be able to use the ideas and the and the tools to to be a more effective leader and manager. Um, I hope others will pick it up. You know, maybe some GP partners as well, because I know there in, in many many practices the GP partners take such a strong lead role, but maybe don't do some of the or in, they don't do it in the way and don't know about these things. So it would be nice to think they might come across it and pick it up as well. Um, I, I personally, and, it, and it's, it, it has happened a couple of times already, I've been asked to go out and speak on leadership and uh, um, those sorts of areas. And I, I hope that will happen a little bit more as well, just so I can take it out to people and, you know, they um, actually meet and talk to people. And so I hope that that's going to happen as well. Definitely. You're going to, you're going to need a PA. Well, <laughs> got a compliance lead done it wrong <laughs> we'll see we shall see and how did you do you ever feel nervous about writing and, and are these based on your own per, own experiences 
or is it just observations that you see from other people and yeah okay uh i never ever feel nervous about writing i love it i love writing nervous about speaking sometimes but i think that everybody does a little bit uh, but never nervous about writing um in terms of where they come from yeah they tend to be rooted in what i've experienced so i tend to i'll write it there are it's, it, each post is 230 words so they're really short easy quick to read and i it tends to be that i'll write it through the week i never sit down and write for an hour it just i'll find 10 15 minutes and do a little bit 10 15 minutes and do it that way um, and it tends to be that i'll be uh so i've got next monday's already sorted so the one after i'm thinking now what's happened in my week is there something interesting that that's a good idea i'll write about that um and then i'll uh, you know and if i think there's something that's it's a good idea it will be uh happening to others what i might offer might be useful to others i'll then see if i can pull together 230 words uh, you know i will um quite often have a look around and see what other people say about a subject as well and to pull in other ideas and then pull it together so it's in the context of general practice it's coming from me and my voice so that that's how they they all come together and is there a theme that runs out through the book i know it's about leadership you know i i at first i thought there would be i thought the clear theme would be leadership and management and i think it, it probably is i think the single thread that runs through it is leadership and management but i have deviated from time to time and they have actually been really popular so i have recently written about um volunteers in practice and i've written about self-care in practice and how you know you could you can be a self-care practice and when and where they've gone off track a little bit they've actually been really popular uh, patient experience how you measure that and manage that i've written about that and again that's been popular um, I don't tend, tend not to do too many of them. They pop up now and again. Um, and it tends to be if something's happened, you know, we had the conversation about volunteers in the practice, so that happens. Um, so they don't happen very often, but when they do, yeah, they, they tend to be popular. But the theme, leadership and management. I think I'm just looking at the one called Get Out of Your Swamp. I think those ones that are just more, I suppose they feel personal. They feel like you're talking to a, you talking to me. I can tell you about that one, actually. That's a fellow practice manager locally that I know really, really well. She came into the surgery one day and she was effectively telling me how she was swamped and what she was going to do. And that inspired me to write that. And afterwards, I sort of said that, there you go. That's what happened. I think that's happened on more than one occasion, actually. People have talked about something and thought, oh, I'm going to write about that. Do people worry? Do people think, oh, God, is this going to end up online? (laughs) Because actually, believe it or not, nobody until just before Christmas, apart from you and one or two others, knew it was going to be a book. Um, And I think, you know, LinkedIn, it's still a small world, isn't it? You know, there are, whilst I've got people like yourself and others that, uh, and there's one or two locally um, that do follow, uh, there's a lot that aren't aware of it. Um, And a week or two before Christmas, I announced a few people it's going to be a book and was showing them and um but yeah a lot of people don't realize but no nobody's been bothered my my partners uh don't there's two of them that use linkedin um and they're aware i write they don't always see them and uh even though i said about help my partners crying in one post you know which is quite a good <laughs> one they weren't upset and that, that was rooted in truth as well so do people in your practice follow you online uh one person sort of she dips in and out interesting but do you 
promote do you share i'm a bit i you, you could probably tell me about i am as well i think um yeah i'm keep it a bit too low-key i'm I, I, I've, I've still got this it's not going to be that popular it's it's not going to be uh well i'm starting to believe maybe a little bit um so no i don't push it as much as i sh- should it's you're putting so much time and effort and work into it, even though you generally enjoy it. So it may not feel like effort, but I think, um, and I was discussing this with a lady called Dr. Rachel Morris, you want people to, you do this stuff because you want to help people and you want to help as many people as possible. But there's that something, is that imposter syndrome, that's that inner critic in your brain or in your mind kind of saying, like, who are you? Why, who are you? Why should somebody you know take time out of their busy day to look at my stuff um I think we we all have it um but I I have no doubt whatsoever this is going to be a huge success and I think so many people um want to do want to write um would love to write a book would love to write LinkedIn articles or just share it doesn't have to be and I think the fact that you're doing it because you want to do it rather than it's not a business. It's just like, this is my perspective. I'll share it. And then people are like, oh, yeah, me too, me too. And it makes you want to share even more. I think it's really good. And I think more people should do that because I think sometimes we, I feel like we do have the answers amongst ourselves. And you take a little bit of somebody, you take a little bit of somebody that if we, if we communicated and worked more collectively together, we'd be able to move forward quicker. I, I absolutely I absolutely agree and I think you know because a lot of how we've um you know talked together and the things you've said to me I am starting to believe a little bit more and the reactions I'm getting from others that it, it is going to be quite popular I mean I've always thought it's good stuff it's interesting stuff but you know there's a part of you in there that yeah. thinks it's not that good but yeah you and some others you know it's um, I'm starting to believe yeah okay yeah. this is going to be interesting you are Gary Hughes. <laughs> I am Gary Hughes. Leadership and practice. Absolutely. <laughs> so when is the book going to be released? Okay, well, it's uh, the deadline is the 9th of February. Um, okay. I thought that's... Uh, I, I'm getting it back from my proofreading tomorrow, so it will go to print after that. So the deadline, it will be released the 9th of February. Uh, from my birthday is a good date to say that's ah. when it's to come out. Uh, so hope, hopefully it'll be a little bit earlier, but by the 9th of February, it, it's later than I um, had hoped. And how will we be able to get a copy? Well, it's going to, I'm self-publishing, so yep. they will come through me, um, but I'm um, hopeful, I've had uh, sort of positive, positive conversations with uh, Practice Index, so I'm hopeful it'll be promoted uh, through Practice Index, and there's one or two other um people that I'm talking to about promoting it as well. And hope, hopefully Tara Humphrey as well maybe might uh, help with that. So, I, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, and you know, certainly the expectation is that it, people are going to be aware of it. I'll be, of course, promoting it through LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can people find you online? Um, LinkedIn. Um, so uh, I haven't got my profile, but um, if you, I'm sure if you search Gary Hughes on LinkedIn, um you'll find me i would think at the top of the list the amount i post yeah we'll put your link in the we'll put your link in the show notes that should have uh, had that prepared uh, shouldn't i but um yeah uh, and i'd love for people to connect and uh you know start up conversations through linkedin that's how we met and it's look yeah. how good it is we'll post your link in the show notes and thank you so much for joining us again
Thank you very much, Tara. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you left us an iTunes review or if you comment, like and share it on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. So the Business of Healthcare podcast is being brought to you by THC Primary Care. We are a project management company specialising in the development of primary care networks, GP federations and training hubs. If you need support or you are looking for advice on how to progress one of your initiatives, please drop us an email so I can arrange a call with you so we can discuss this further. Our email is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk. We've been helping primary care networks with their development plans, helping them to make the most of their network meetings, sharing training resources. We've had questions like what do we include in a project plan? We have implemented network-based contracts across GP federations. We also support the day-to-day operational management of training hubs and have also got experience in setting them up from scratch. If we can't help you, we definitely know some people who will be able to help you. So please do get in touch. And that's just to remind you, our email address is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk or come and find us on www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. And in the meantime, please tune in to the next episode of the Business of Healthcare podcast. <music>